guys. I'm Rick. And I'm Dean. And this is the Rated Podcast. We're back again. It's round two, ladies and gentlemen, of the cartoon region for our 2010 to 2020 best shows of the decade, March Madness Bracket. Amen. And of course, we are joined by our fan favorite, John DeLuna, now Woo! making his third appearance on Rated. He is a semi-regular. Um, he's really giving Matt, uh, he's making Matt sweat right now. And Matt's usually <laughs> sweating because he works out at the yeah. moment. So um, that's saying something. <laughs> uh, guys, I'm really excited to, to kind of get at, at the next round of It's going to get uh, intense. Matchups. It's going to get intense yes, right and now. It, and of course, if you did not listen to part one of this um, series, you definitely need to go back um to that because we explain you know kind of what we're doing we're doing a the march madness style thing we are in the cartoon region kind of going show by show to see who will go to the final four and um i think that we're going to have all of our guests contribute into that episode that's going to be a lot of fun so um guys without anything uh, unless anyone has something to add um i will read off the matchups Nothing to add. Read them off, boys. Let's do it. <laughs> let's go. Actually, let's get into the, the first matchup. will be Family Guy, the number one seed, versus the number nine seed, The Simpsons. Uh, Rick, I know that you, you had said on last episode that you are not a Simpsons fan. And, of course, um, since we already gave a lot of recap about these shows, I think we're going to be a little bit briefer on this show, um, kind of just giving you know what we like better. Um, of course, we, we will be looking at this through the lens of from 2010 to 2020, only or maybe not only you'll you'll see once we get into yes it. so rick as a simpsons hater and a family guy lover family guy's going through right Family <laughs> is easily going through um i'm not gonna fight right now too hard for this unless right. i have to i'll uh mm-hmm. you know i'll pull out like the big guns uh for like the later rounds you know um, right. we're, we're we're resting the starters right now and uh <laughs> basically long story short family guy's hilarious and simpsons is mildly funny on a good day so if somebody <laughs> if, if you both of you guys want to take those like yellow people and send them through to the next round then i will fight tooth and nail for this but until then family guy is getting my vote yeah let, let me just say one thing and of course i think a point of clarification is um for the cartoon region anyway we're not basing this only on the merit of comedy it's more so mm-hmm. the the sense of uh, you know what's the better show and I think in that, in my opinion, I think the Simpsons are the better show. But at the same time, I think that through the lens of 2010 through 2020, I think Family Guy contributed more to the culture. I think that they really did take the world by storm. Um, especially 2010, it was really at its at its complete height and very popular. Everyone that watches cartoons, um, they know Family Guy. People that don't even watch the show reference things like that. I, I think that Simpsons, as far as something that's um, quotable and you know kind of I, I don't know i think it's a great show but i think that that it sees its way out here john do you have anything to say this this one's a hard one um i'm not i i remember the last episode i was really really sad about robot chicken because yeah. i knew it was gonna lose and those were two great shows this i'm kind of in the same boat but i'm not family guy and simpsons are like they're shows that i watch i don't stop my day to do anything for them and it's it's tough to watch one of them go i kind of see them both as microsoft and apple right simpsons is microsoft family guy i think is apple because family guy improved upon a lot of what the simpsons laid out um i do think 
this is going to sound crazy. This is a theory of mine that family guy is actually responsible for a lot of the meme culture we have today. Mm -hmm. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, Especially because in all their shows, they would throw in random references that seemingly didn't fit. They would just bring it up. And that kind of inspired people to just kind of have at it. Yeah. Now, it's John. Yeah. Real quick. uh, What kind of phone do you have? I, <laughs> I see what you're doing. I have an, <laughs> it's an Apple phone. <laughs> okay. So um, I'm just curious. I don't know. Yeah. Not, not, not to get off topic. Or yeah. <laughs> but it's, Are you sure you don't have a Windows phone? Remember when <laughs> <laughs> that's just a how, Windows phone. That's, that's how I see it. Family Guy, mm-hmm. I mentioned it before I, uh, in the last episode. I like Seth MacFarlane's. It's, it's a show I think that's, it could be funnier than the Simpsons a lot of the time, but mm-hmm. Seth MacFarlane, when he does like those really obscure references mm-hmm. and he puts in like, like the whole, the number uh, that they sing when he's, when Peter's playing with Tom Brady uh, is Shapoopy. And m- many people Shapoopy. probably, yeah, people might not know that that's actually a, a, an actual musical number from the music man from Broadway. Wow. Um, and that the fact that that's even in there, mm-hmm. you know, it's very obscure. Gives it the win. Yeah, and it's and it's done. It's done in such a way. <laughs> well, it's done in such a way that it, it it's just funny because it is what it is. You don't have to know the references. Yeah, and I know so, Seth MacFarlane's a big Broadway guy, so right. I, I I skew. I have a little bit of a bias towards Family Guy, and the, right. and their songs that they even write for the show are mm-hmm. really fucking good. And Seth MacFarlane's a very talented voiceover artist. I think that it's going to be interesting to see how this progresses. I mean, I think that as far as all the one seeds in um, even in the other regions, I think that the family guy might be the weakest number one seed. Mm. Um, So they're the proverbial Gonzaga because I don't think the show is that great, but I think for this regard, I heard three votes for family guy. So that's uh, another clean sweep. There we We go. Family guy moving on to the next round. All due respect to the Simpsons, which is a great show. Obviously has, you can't, it's, it's Americana at this point, you know, it, right. you can't have, you can't talk about American pop culture mm-hmm. without mentioning the Simpsons at least once. So yeah. it does get that respect. And I think we're all in agreement here that in the last 10 years, they haven't really contributed much new things to that American right. mm-hmm. pop culture, whereas Family Guy has. Oh, exactly. And, I mean, if that was the case, then like, why even have the debate? We would just be like, well, Simpsons are so, you know, 30 years, that's right. obviously got to be the best one. Mm-hmm. You know? Right. So, so now... The next one, I think, you know, I'm going to try to temper myself, but I will try to do it justice because, you know, even though a show loses, uh, you, you guys, the listener, they tune in to hear our kind of reviews and our recommendations of, on things. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, even if a show loses, that doesn't necessarily mean that we think it's crap. Um, so we are just doing this exercise just to try to, um, you know, kind of have a fun little head-to-head thing and of course uh, get a lot more banter going on so the next one i feel like i'm going to be on the losing side of and i have a reason why so of course the next matchup is the clone wars versus big mouth we discussed Mm -hmm. big mouth at length on the last episode and i have a prediction of course i'm voting for the clone wars and clone wars will lose because you guys did not watch the show i have seen uh, a little bit of it same i have but you have seen but both of you have seen all of big mouth Yes. Almost all, right. all Big Mouth. I think I'm like got a couple episodes left, but yes. So that inherently I am, com- we're completely with uh, on a ship without a paddle. And I, Rick, I think there's something interesting to be said here. And of, of, 
of course, like I, I would love to hear how you're actually going to be voting because I am just presuming everything. But at the same time, I think that um, I do want to give my, my nice little send off, I think, to uh, Clone Wars. If if my bracketologists are correct here, um, <laughs> I think that the Clone Wars is, is very intriguing, mainly because, you know, I'm not a, as you guys have heard on our Star Wars episode, which, which is actually our number one most listened to episode. Um, you know, <laughs> Rick and I aren't huge you know, Star Wars fans. But at the same time, I think this show was just a perfect episodic way to kind of show the growth of characters and kind of bring a lot more beauty to the, to the eventual, um, you know, forgive me for using a wrestling term, the heel turn of Anakin Skywalker. Uh, I think the characters are extremely deep, Anakin specifically. Um, and of course, it really does a unique thing where it lets you get to know a lot of the players that are just glossed over in the movies, like for example, there's a ton of other Jedi's that um, end up, they only get shown in the clone wars when they're getting killed in order 66. Mm -hmm. Um, They actually are doing a great job of foreshadowing order 66 now. And I believe in, in the last season, which was um, season six, of course, season seven is going on right now. Um, So they, they do a really good job of um, humanizing the clones, which is really cool. Mm -hmm. I know that Rex and uh, captain Cody are like very prominent uh, clones. So um, there's a lot of great life lessons. It's just a very good show all in all. You guys know my feelings on Big Mouth. I think it's hilarious. But at the same time, I think it's a little bit too lowbrow. It's a little bit too potty humor, in mm-hmm. my opinion, to beat such a, a beautiful story like something that is a slow burn like the Clone Wars. So guys, where are you guys casting your votes here? Because I'm well, already assuming that something's going to I'm, I'm, I'm going to actually uh, have John cast his vote before me because um, I do want to hear what he has to say. I mean, I, I would say, I guess I can be swayed you're right I've, i think what really hurts um star wars case for mm-hmm. me personally is um really nothing to do with like the show itself or the right. quality it's that it's it's like a story driven show you know mm-hmm. like you need to watch quite a bit of it yeah to get invested in the characters to get invested in like the plot and the storyline and everything mm-hmm. like it's not something you can kind of just pick and choose a couple episodes or see right. a little bit of it and really form a full opinion of it. Like you need to see like a full, at least a full season, mm-hmm. um, which mm-hmm. I, I, I'll be honest with everyone. I have not seen a full season of yeah, Star Wars yeah. Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's why it's, it's a little different for me. Uh, I've seen plenty of big mouth. I've already talked about <laughs> how I feel about it, but John, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I think, I think Dean, this is uh, closer than you think. Mm. Um, Cause I like the episodes I've seen of Clone Wars. I like a lot. Mm-hmm. And Disney Plus just, I think they're doing a new season. So obviously, yes. obviously very, very popular. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I will say that, yeah, it's a story-driven show. But on this bracket, that's actually a little bit of, a, of uh, fresh air because mm-hmm. it's not a comedy, essentially. It's a, it's a sci-fi yep. show. And not a lot of animated. It, if you're making an adult animated cartoon, it usually falls under, you know, doing potty kind of humor, adult humor. <laughs> yeah. um, and, and with... With a quote-unquote kids show, it's usually more fantastical. But Clone Wars is really in a category of its own. Um, mm. So, you know, part of me wants to see if it could compete with other shows. And I also need to talk about this the last time. I love the character of Ahsoka. I think yes. she's a great addition to mm-hmm. uh, to the Star Wars franchise. Because, God, the, some of the characters in Star Wars just like, mm-hmm. so much fatigue with that going yeah. on. Yeah. And John, if I if I could talk really quick about yeah. about Ahsoka, of course that's Anakin's Padawan. It actually creates. I even watching the show now, I always think, why didn't they do this in the movie? Because it mm-hmm. actually creates a deeper level of hurt, and it actually yeah. kind of explains why Anakin ends up 
eventually becoming, um, you know, Darth Vader because yeah. it's, you know, someone that he, he didn't want to paddle on. He didn't want to train anyone. Then they form this bond and he continually breaks like the Jedi laws in order to protect yeah. her and stuff. They form such a deeply, uh, a deep bond, you know, in a older brother, younger sister type of way, mm -hmm. I would say. Um, and it's very unique and very interesting. And of course, uh, we know that Disney always wants to try to create a strong female character. Um, mm -hmm. And they kind of shoved Ray down our throats. Um, <laughs> it's crazy that they even did that because Ahsoka is a strong female yep. character. And I, mm -hmm. I would actually say probably the best female character in any of the Star Wars shows. Um, maybe some some characters from Star Wars Rebels might um, yep. you know, mm -hmm. kind of take the kick there. I know Sabine is a very strong character as well. So, um, yeah, it's pretty interesting. I mean, I, as, as I've said, I'm a huge fan. And Rick, you know what? That actually, you brought up a really good point is the fact that I know that we talked about this a lot, that you don't like a, he a hefty commitment when it comes to a show. Like a lot of seasons, <laughs> a lot of length and stuff like that. And yeah, you, yeah. I think that, that will hurt the Clone Wars in the end where it is a long thing and you can't watch them really out of order because they are episodic. Mm -hmm. And they do build on one another, kind of similar yeah. to like an anime. So, John, what's your vote? It's a tough one, man. <laughs> I need a need a second here. Real quick, by the way, don't watch the Clone Wars movie. We're not including that in there. No, no, the no, episode no. Are yeah. terrible. <laughs> not talking about the. They actually did an animated Clone Wars movie. Really? Years ago. That's. I think it was before. Idea. I think it was actually. Yes. Yes. The yes. Series Followed that movie, but you're right. You're right. I believe that that had to do with, um, I believe Jabba the Hutt was in it somehow. I, I saw it when it first came out years ago, when I was <laughs> and like, not a I, remember, I didn't really love it. Yeah, that is that's right. Oh, and this is tough, but but Rick, I'm going through changes. <laughs> All right, I'm going with Big Mouth. What All right, Big Mouth, song. it is. It is, it is, it's fantastic. Yeah, no, definitely. I'm gonna have. I. It's funny because I'm. I might be switching my hat for the next round. Also, guys, the, the hormone monster is hilarious, but you know, oh, we'll, we'll talk about him if, if later on if we need to. Yeah, right. So, guys, the next, um, the next show, and I think maybe a lot of our picks to make it out of the region. That is that would be BoJack Horseman versus Adventure Time. Of course, BoJack Horseman just wrapped up. Um, and had series finale. I thought that it was probably one of the better series finales I've seen. Um, it was very realistic. And even though that there are bird people and cat people and horse people, um, it is a very realistic show because there's a lot of mm -hmm. emotion behind it and it really connects you through it. Uh, guys, what do, you, what do you think? Does anyone have a defense of Adventure Time in this matchup? Um, I'm, I'm not necessarily going to defend. My, my vote is going for, for Bojack Horseman. It's so not too. particularly close. Um, but Adventure Time is fantastic. I'm happy it at least made it this far. Uh, it's I'm, I have a feeling it's going to be three nothing uh, Bojack and deservedly so. Yeah. Um, but like you were saying, uh, there are like you know birds, chickens, pigs, or whatever as the uh, the characters in Bojack Horseman. But it's so it is so real that you kind of like just forget that they're right. animals. You you don't even really look at them as animals, and um, mm -hmm. so that, I think that's kind of cool how it manages to do that. So John. Are you going to throw a Hail Mary for Adventure Time? <laughs> no Hail Mary. Adventure Time, again, is a great show. BoJack is more my speed. And I agree with the two you guys are saying. BoJack is probably one of the most human shows that's on television right now. And, of course, mm -hmm. it's made up of animal characters. Yeah. And also human characters. For those who haven't seen, there are human right. characters. In the show. Yes. Every character is just, it's, they're so well-crafted. They're so well-acted and well-written. It's mm -hmm. really like, 
I'm like trying to hold in my BoJack praise for when the Same. moment really fight for it comes. But everyone who's been listening so far is going, oh, it's just, you know, beat out American Dad. It beat out Adventure Time. And like, you know, we haven't said so, so much about it. But know that this it's, is this, this show is incredibly special. Right. And yeah, it hasn't had underrated the toughest still. road. It's underrated, even, even I, though we're giving a lot of praise, which I think is why I love it more. I agree. Uh, agreed. Yeah. So, so guys, the final uh, matchup in the round of 32. So who's punching their ticket to the Sweet 16, Rick and Morty or SpongeBob? Um, <laughs> guys, I'll, I'll start with this one again, mainly because I, I have already said it. I, <laughs> not only do I you know, love SpongeBob, of course, I've, I've said multiple times that it's, it's my favorite show, despite me being almost a 28-year-old man. Um, <laughs> Rick and Morty just does not appeal to me. John, you had mentioned it with its toxic fan base. Um, that, of course, that's not a knock on the show. I find the show to be obnoxious, um, whereas Big Mouth has nuance to it, even though some of it is very heavy-handedly vulgar. I think Rick and Morty is, uh, for back of a better term, stupid. And I, honestly, <laughs> if you disagree with that, so be it. We just don't see eye to eye on this one. I think SpongeBob is conversely to stupid, very smart. I feel like a lot of the mm-hmm. subplots, even though they could be very silly and whimsical, there are some uh, real things going on beyond the service level. And some of it is just straight up funny and, and iconic. And I will say that um, there are some real gems in this time frame that we're talking about, the 2010 to, through 2020. Um, mm-hmm. Some of the newer episodes like uh, Sunbleached, I don't know if you guys have ever seen that because I've watched a ton- I've watched every single SpongeBob, um, mm-hmm. Kung Fu Island, di- different things like that are are hilarious. Sun Bleached, I think, is one of my favorite new episodes. And of course, there was a lot of other ones like um, Larry and Squidward becoming best friends. Yeah, I, I remember probably, you mentioned that one. That, that was, was really funny. A lot more yeah. Squilliam episodes. Um, unfortunately, Mermaid Man and Barnacle Boy. Um, I believe Mermaid Man died. Um, yeah, and you know what's actually funny as. SpongeBob being one of my favorite shows, I was actually was never a fan of Mermaid Man and Barnacle Boy. So if anything, that just kind of enhanced the show. <laughs> so I am, I, and of course, I don't mean that like, oh, thank God this guy died. I mean that right, in, right. in terms of, I think that the show is even getting better still to this day. So um, guys, where, where are you voting? Uh, it's SpongeBob. John, are you, are you voting otherwise? Uh, you know, no, to answer your question. Okay. No. Um, I will say this, Rick and Morty, I think is, I get what you're saying, Dean, because if you walk into that show and the show, if the show had a tagline, it would be fuck you because it it, it really (laughs) really would be because it just doesn't great tagline. It's funny because it (laughs) fuck you. Rick is just, Rick is kind of what, like, you know, when people say something stupid, like, Oh, like I speak two languages, English and sarcasm. Mm -hmm. Like that, that is the embodiment of Rick Sanchez. (laughs) He just doesn't give a fuck. He's sarcastic. He's smarter than everybody. He knows all the answers. So that arrogance obviously permeates throughout the entire show. Um, And and I agree with you that, yeah, the fan base shouldn't be a part of it. But if we're looking at these cartoons and how their, you know, cultural roots are being established, that's, that is part of it. Um, And, and sometimes realizing how, Fuck, you know, the, the character of Rick is such a cock that <laughs> it does take away from some of what should have be, been the funnier elements of the show. It's still a very smart show, very funny, um, but it's, it's, it's created such, such a divide in between the fans mm-hmm. that it's hard not to carry that into the show as you're watching. 
And I know that they're working on, I think they're working on a new season. That's another thing that shows too. There's only been three seasons so far. And right. Justin Boylan, the creator has been like, kind of like meh about letting people know when the next one's coming out. He actually wanted to stop, I think. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's, it's Rick and Morty as, as a, as a passing note for them, they're, they're a nice little blip on the comedy radar in the grand scheme of things. And another success for adult swim, you know, 10 years from now, We'll be looking at it. It'll be a pretty good show. I don't think it'll carry nearly any of the weight that SpongeBob has. And I have a lot more to say about SpongeBob too, but I'm holding that off for some of the future. Okay. Because SpongeBob is SpongeBob is very important to again American culture, mm-hmm. um, certainly our you know the millennial generation. So um, that's that's our you know we didn't grow up with with uh, I shouldn't say we didn't grow up, but like, you know, our parents, our grandparents would go to the movies, would see Looney Tunes, would see Mickey Mouse, would see all those characters. SpongeBob is our Looney Tunes. This is right. the character that that we yeah. know and probably is will in history go down as being as famous as those characters. I agree. I They're when I when I think about, you know, shows that I will show my kids, it'll definitely be SpongeBob and not Rick and Morty. <laughs> but um guys No, it's true. Hey, SpongeBob will outlive all of us easily. Right. Easily. So I think that we have um, our Sweet 16 matchups in this region all set. Um, so if you guys are ready, I'll read them off. So how many are left? Six? Um, so we have four teams left in this region. Of course, John, gotcha. uh, keep in mind that the winner of this region is going to our overall rated pod March Madness Final Four. So who's punching their ticket gotcha. to the Final okay. Four out of these four? Okay. We have the so number one seed. The number one seed, Family Guy, going up against the number 13 seed, Big Mouth. We have the number wow. three seed, Bojack Horseman, going up against the number two seed, SpongeBob. And oh. guys, as we have the one, two, and three seeds, and of course, a Cinderella seed with Big Mouth. Wow, Big through. Mouth. She's still dancing. Okay. So guys, let's get into it. So, just, have, so wait, just four, I'm confused. Just four Just four shows left. Yes, four John. shows left. Gotcha. So These are going to the finals. Yes. Three so, matchups left. So w- one of these four will go to the final four. And getting into the first matchup, we have Family Guy versus Big Mouth. Now, guys, I've been harping on it all episode long and both episodes in this region. I've been saying Big Mouth is toilet humor. It's low brow, blah, 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 blah. I'm actually going to vote Big Mouth over Family Guy, mainly because wow. I think Family Guy is pretty. Now, just because I'm voting for other shows, I mean, if you look at Big I wasn't Mouth, expecting this. Wow. If, you for, if you look at Big Mouth's path, you may it may seem like I dislike the show, but it's not. I just happen to like Bob's Burgers more, and I just happen to like Clone Wars a lot more. And it's one of those things where when you get to Big Mouth, yes, it is toilet humor. But what you guys have been saying definitely rings true. There is some heart to it. I know that um, as a spoiler alert for season three, Andrew and uh, the main character, Nick, they end up um, becoming not friends anymore. And that's kind of Mm -hmm. where they left this season off of. There is some story kind of woven in there, which I um, willfully neglected while I was making my case for the other shows. But there are (laughs) there is an underlying story about and there's something that kind of resonates with, you know, um, teenagers and it's you know going through as John and Rick sang for you a earlier, it is about you know <laughs> discovering yourself and discovering your sexuality and going through changes I just think that it is um, an all-around better show whereas John I think one of your defenses of Family Guy is actually one of the reasons why I don't really like it is because sometimes I feel like they just you know, throw in references for the sake of throwing in references we all have mm-hmm. a bunch of memes on our phone that are hilarious 
and will play very well. But at the same time, I can't just send it without context. I need to wait for a good moment. That's Isn't that kind of, and John, I'm kind of tugging on your heartstrings here. Isn't that the core essence of comedy? To lead, it, lead the joke into something good? Not just like, oh, like the time I hung out with Lindsay Lohan and then some obscure, horrible Lindsay Lohan joke. It's like, you, there's <laughs> some kind of buildup. Like, I kind of like that. You can't just throw, I think that it's, it, I, I said low brow for Big Mouth. I think that Family Guy is even more lowbrow. I think it's it's cheap and it's quite frankly stupid in some regards, where they just throw in random things that have nothing to do with the overall plot. Um, you know, Family Guy, I think deservedly so, made it this far. But I am going with the Cinderella story here. I think Big Mouth is all around a better show. If anyone were to say, "Hey, I have two shows queued up. Which one should I watch first? I would absolutely say Big Mouth. And um, I'm curious to know if you guys would say the the, the other. Well, John, you and I have both been the co-conductors of the yeah. Big Mouth train. When we were, we've been going full steam ahead with this yeah. show, and it's had some nice upsets. Upsets, but I think that for me, the clock has struck midnight on this Cinderella story. Um, I'm I'm going with Family Guy. Uh, I've I've said before how big of a fan I am of Big Mouth, and this actually isn't that close. Um, wow! It's yeah, it's a Family Guy over Big Mouth. Um, I think. People don't think about like the emotional moments for Family Guy because it does have them. I mean, they're 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 few, mm-hmm. but they're there. Like you, we remember like the episode like where Brian dies. There's the episode where uh, Brian and Stewie are like locked in the safe at like the bank or something. Remember yes. that one? Like that's like a really emotional one. So it has its episodes where that are emotional, uh, emotional uh-huh. and um, moving and things like that. Not as much, obviously. Um, I I obviously love the vulgar and the mm-hmm. humor in, in big mouth. I think family guy has some of that. Um, you know, it, it, it could be vulgar at times. So yeah. I get that big mouth humor in some episodes, in some moments of family guy. Um, but it, obviously like we've, we've mentioned several times too, about like cultural impact. It's this night and day between the two of these shows when it comes to that. Well, yeah, so, very early um, for Big Mouth. Yeah, and it's it's been a it's been a bigger run too, and it doesn't seem like Family Guy's really even slowed down. Um, but uh, mm. John, if you if I, you're the tiebreaker here, man. Wow, great, great points, Rick. Great points. I would just thank you. To thank that. you. This this one's close for me. I started out and I was leaning Family Guy, um, and I think it's because of what you were saying, Rick, that that Big Mouth hasn't quite cemented its status as one of the best of the decade just yet, even though you're right, we conducted that train. And it was solely because, kind of counter what Dean was saying, I like Big Mouth more than mm-hmm. Clone Wars yeah. and, the, and the other competitors. Our, um, our, our train reached this destination, we got off, and we're hopping yeah. on a different one. To get to the final four, that's, that's really great for a show like Big Mouth. I just, I think when I look back, Family Guy has had such an impact on my own sense of humor, too. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, and the way that I reference things, and it's, it like... In a weird way, it's like it's like nerdy in a sense, and it it put mm-hmm. it put that kind of humor, I guess, in a bigger spotlight because when you could reference things, but it's not. But like we're saying, it's not just the references, right? It's it. There are some emotional moments. There are. Yeah. I, I can't give enough credit to Seth MacFarlane, who's as a voiceover talent. You know, he does. He wears a lot of hats on that show. Um, but uh-huh. the guy in scenes plays Peter, Brian, Stewie, and, you know, a bunch of, you know, Quagmire, a bunch of secondary characters. And the Brian and Stewie scenes are completely engaging. And it's the same yes. 
you know, and I try to do that with my own voice work. I like creating characters and I like to be able to have conversations with them. And that, that is something that's, that's truly, truly special. And I know people out there going, well, Nick Kroll also does the hormone monster and he talks with Nick. So like, yeah, yeah. I'm going to give credit there too. And I, I really do love Nick Kroll. Very, very underrated. This, this one is tough. But uh, uh, you know, but uh, in in the the spirit of things, I uh, think that uh, well, it's got to be Family Guy in, in, in that kind of way. Hey, good. Thank you very much, Fat Man. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we have our first ticket to the Elite Eight. That will be the number one seed, Family Guy. And guys, um, just another another little shout out to Big Mouth. Although I trashed it previously, I I still think it's a pretty good show. I will say, oh, definitely watch it with headphones show. in. Because they say every every word under the sun. Yes. Uh, <laughs> this, this might be another one that I feel like I might be on the wrong side of. And I think this is... I'm excited so, for this matchup. This, yeah. of course, is the 2-3. This is the BoJack Horseman <laughs> versus SpongeBob. And guys, I, we have sung its praises. Actually, BoJack Horseman, out of this entire region, is the only one to win all of its matchups with a clean sweep of 3-0. Wow. Yeah. So, um, guys, I have to be true to myself and i'm going spongebob mainly because of the years and hours of joy that it has given me i know that we are um you know of course that's not to say that i will be upset if it loses i think bojack is a completely excellent show um guys i just really think that spongebob is so iconic i think that even some of the episodes from 2010 on have been um fantastic karate island um whirly brains the one with um you know, the free samples, the, there, there are some really real gems here that I think that a lot of people our age just um, completely stopped watching when, um, when we got to a certain age, whereas mm-hmm. Bojack Horseman is kind of the new kid on the block. It's trendy. It's sexy. I think that SpongeBob makes for just a great watch young and old um, Bojack, I think is absolutely fantastic. We, we have all said that. So I'm, I'm actually really torn. I will cast my vote for SpongeBob, but I could definitely be swayed in the event that you guys are one, one. Yeah, I'm I'm I feel similarly to you in that I love both these shows. Like they're both fantastic. This is this is like the the matchup I've like been dreading like coming up right. is like this this 2-3 because they're both fantastic. Um I will be happy with whichever show moves on because if to to say anything bad about either of these shows would really just be nitpicking for your argument. Um mm-hmm. they're they're hard to really to knock in any sense but i'm going with bojack horseman i recently finished it i have fallen completely in love with the show i love the characters i love the writing um i think the dialogue the storyline all of it is is um just fantastic it it goes places in some episodes that are uncomfortable but um they're bold enough to go there and i think it's important for them to talk about things like that. Some of the topics can be a little, you know, like uh, uncomfortable, but um, they, they bring it to light and they, when you put it in a cartoon like that, I guess it makes it easier for people to talk about and confront and things like that. So um, the emotion for Bojack is through the roof. Um, I, I think it's one of the best shows on television in general. Right. Um, you could say that about SpongeBob as well, but mm-hmm. Bojack is, is getting my vote. Yeah, I think so. Uh, that's a, that's, that was a fair assessment. John, what, what do you think? I know you're a huge um, Tom Kenny, SpongeBob fan. Uh, what do you think? 
John, I, we, I hate to put you in this position. We brought you onto the show there to, no, to, be, to be the tiebreaker for I, us because make the me, me, me and Dean would just be duking it out here all night trying to figure out who's, <laughs> who's going to go, who's gonna move on. No, I, yeah, I so we need you to just do this for us. <laughs> I don't envy your position. I, this should have been, I, I'm all due respect to Family Guy, this should have been our final. Um, <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. there's so much. Let let me go over both shows. Okay, so SpongeBob, of course, very big place in my heart. I know that it. I just mentioned it the last round that it it stretches so far beyond probably any other show that's on this list. You know, even I would even argue more so than The Simpsons, only because The Simpsons anything that's mm-hmm. that's for kids is going to have a longer lasting appeal. Um, right. It's for all ages, right? If it's for kids, it's for everyone. This, you know, um, but that's that's not the discussion I'm having. I there's so and and I think that a lot of the newer children's cartoons owes a lot to SpongeBob too. I think that um, the best episodes I will say was probably there's still good episodes of this past decade. I agree. I've seen them actually. The new special that they had. It was like the, was it the 15th anniversary or something like that? Where they, they had the live actors doing the, the voices of the characters. Oh, Yo, that was awesome. That was awesome. I love yeah. that episode. And Tom, I love seeing Tom Kenny and Clancy Brown be SpongeBob and Mr. Krabs. Right. And they both have like a stature for their characters too. It was so funny. I do think if I'm being, and it's because I love both of these shows so much. Yeah, I, I can hear I can hear the pause in your voice, the the, the, the literal pain that it that it's gonna go. This is this is painful. Yeah, this was a this was a really good matchup. It's it's like so for me, what I do is I really like to really really be fair to these. I try to tell myself like if you take it if you take it away, right? What's the impact? That's how I see it. Mm-hmm. Um, and SpongeBob is by far one of the hardest to take away. Now on on the other side is uh bojack which is which is rick kind of said it all to show that i love and me being an adult now can see i see a lot of bojack um and in that show into what we're seeing today um in -hmm. present day. yes um and there was this it's it's like oh it's such a fucking good show there (laughs) the the episode i think it I really want to say it's probably the best episode of television I've seen in years was when Bojack um, gives the eulogy for his mother. And that's the whole episode. His mother's wake. Yeah. And it's a 25 minute monologue. That's it. That is probably one of, yeah. Mm -hmm. It's heart wrenching. It's humorous. It's Mm -hmm. it's, It's, everything. If if you're a young actor looking for monologues to perform, that's one of them. And I don't know why Will Arnett didn't get more credit I don't know why there wasn't more Emmys thrown at this show. Yeah. I was about to say, I think Will Arnett actually has a very uh, sneaky, good thing going with uh, Netflix. I know that he's on a couple of uh, Netflix original series. Um, yeah, I completely agree. And you know what? The fact that you could take away specific episodes of Bojack, even though, you know, kind of similar to the Clone Wars, that one is kind of, um, you know, a sequential type of show too. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bojack's character is very, very real. And um, I believe there, there was one too that definitely tackled like mental health um, where throughout mm-hmm, the episode, yeah. there's a track of him just kind of like cursing at himself. 
the whole yeah. time. I remember that one yeah. being really profound. Like, mm-hmm. you know, as me, like not, you know, extremely woke on psychological matters. I, I remember thinking, I was like, wow, people live like that? Like with mm-hmm. things like that. And of course, like, you know, no trigger or anything like that. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't mean to, you know, talk about some real shit, but like, yeah, I remember yeah. that was really eye opening, And that did a lot for me in like realizing mental health issues that other people may, may or may not be having. So there are definitely really iconic ones, especially, you know, subplots with princess Carolyn having the, Mm-hmm. Know, yes. having a baby with the, her mouse husband or oh my God, boyfriend yeah. i forget the name and then uh, you know in the end she ends up finding someone uh bojack's relationship with his sister that he thought was his daughter for a little bit it yep. is very um i would almost i would definitely classify this show as a drama and in that mm-hmm. regard i think it's one of the better dramas mm-hmm. that i've ever seen completely yeah completely and just to go along with what, what you were saying though too john about how like the eulogy at his mother's uh wake was just a 25 minute monologue also in complete contrast to that there's the episode where he's underwater yeah. and almost the entire yeah. episode of that there's no dialogue right mm-hmm. and it's it's still it's just a fantastic episode you would think that's like oh wow i'm gonna watch sit here for 20 plus minutes and they're not gonna say a damn word and yeah. then just like it's just so good and then at the end like he finds out he could have actually talked the whole time and it was yeah it's yeah. just another fantastic episode going to what dean was saying with it being super emotional I remember one of my favorite ones is um, like the cabin episode where he has like the flashbacks of like mm-hmm. his grandparents with his mm-hmm. mother um, and how the mother reacts to his uh, uncle's uh, death in the war and things like that. Like mm-hmm. that was a incredibly powerful episode as well. Like there's, it's, they're all good, man. It's, it's right. hard to, to right. pick, you know? So it's, it's a show that kept getting better and better and better. So guys, yeah. I, th- I think truth, I think I am. Uh, I'm gonna wave the gauntlet. I think that you know because we we all had a lot of um, thoughts and flip flopping. Um, mm-hmm. I think that we're just gonna. I'm gonna hit the. I'm gonna hit the gavel. Rick, what is your official vote? Bojack Horseman. Jono, official vote. It'll be Bojack for me as well. All right. I I honestly could go either way, but we're gonna go ahead and we're gonna we're gonna keep Bojack at a three zero. I kind of talked myself into it. Wow. The, yeah. Man, these are like the, 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 the Shaquille O'Neal Lakers. And I think oh, I, I will I will caveat that with the fact that I believe if we took SpongeBob's entire body of work, um, a lot of it happened uh, pre-2010. I actually mm-hmm. would say that the, the prime of the show was from 1999 through 2009 pretty much. That's yeah, it was, it was when Steven Hillenburg was still working on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then he eventually, I think he just left just, I don't know if it was creative Got differences or what. So yeah, we, yeah. Will, we will now send off one of my favorite shows of all time, SpongeBob, um, loses. You know, it was a good showing. They'll be back next year with a good recruiting class. Um, that's a little inside. <laughs> Spon- SpongeBob, like I said, SpongeBob's outliving all of us. It's, it's, yeah. one of the, it's one of the greatest animated shows of all time. You know, Definitely. not just this past decade, but you know, if we're if we're if I'm picking something that's more me being a 27 year old in you know 2020, mm-hmm. I got I gotta go with BoJack over SpongeBob in this case. All right, guys. So BoJack has a, a clean record, 3-0 <laughs> every single round. I just voted against who they're playing. This is to punch the ticket to the final four. The winner wow, of the, the cartoon the... region is. Either Family Guy or BoJack Horseman. Any of you, I, I'll, I'll leave it to you guys. You know my feelings on Family Guy. Mm-hmm. I'll leave it to you guys to, to hash it out. Um, and you know, let's let's start with John, our guest. Family Guy, sure. BoJack Horseman. Which, what, what do you think? Who are you going with? I mean, we gave our our summaries yeah. on both. We gave we kind of just gave BoJack a huge amount of praise. 
Um, John, mm-hmm. what, what do you think? Who wins the cartoon region? Wow. So if you look at both of these shows, right, they're both more adult-oriented naturally. Bojack comes from Netflix, a company with a lot more flexibility, whereas Family Guy comes from Fox, um, a show that has have, had to fight for its flexibility and its references. Mm-hmm. And in these kinds of ways, the shows are a lot different. Um, and I think if I'm in the mood for a laugh, I would go to family guy. If I'm in the mood for just quality entertainment with, with drama, I would go Bojack. Um, and both of these shows really demonstrate when I talked earlier, uh, last episode, first thing I said was why I love animation. It's because you could take anywhere. Um, I, I think both of these shows do that. I mean, spectacularly, these are shows that without the medium of animation wouldn't be anything of what they are, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think that Bojack does more with the medium because they're anthropomorphic animal characters. Um, because because it's on Netflix, it's allowed to have very honest and realer conversations. I think we were talking last round about like like mental health awareness. That's something that I think is very new to this past decade specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, people, agreed. People openly talk about depression. Um, where, whereas, you, you know, perfect example. Perfect, perfect example. Good on you, John. Um, <laughs> I think about Family nice. Guy and I think about Peter as an alcoholic and, his, and, you know, and his friends as drinking beer a lot too. That, that was a product of a different time. Now you look at a show like BoJack and you look and say, we're not just going to stereotype these beer drinking guys we're gonna look yeah. at we're gonna look at how and why and we're gonna tell you as an audience that this is that this is wrong um it's 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 a it's layered but we still have mm-hmm. a point to make about it um yeah and obviously anyone who's watched bojack knows that bojack's alcoholism and drug abuse is is huge on his on his moral well-being, you know, right. he doesn't know how to function. Yes. Whereas it's not celebrated like it is in the case of Peter Griffin. Yeah, he's right, not like the funny right. drunk. He's like the guy who's dealing with like an addiction. <laughs> yeah, right. I just think the fact that we can talk about the nuances of BoJack more than any other show on this list. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, if you guys have been listening and going like, "Well, geez, they just fucking suck BoJack's dick the entire <laughs> time." Yes, number one. <laughs> two, yes. two. It's a fucking good show that's yeah, why it's, it's really so it's really good, good. <laughs> yeah so, so i, so I John, gotta side with bojack all right you vote have bojack. one vote for bojack rick what do you think uh, it's what do i know and i know it's <laughs> bojack all right it's, it's 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 just it's one of the best shows on all of television i've it's said true. it a bunch yeah, of times before. outside of the medium um all, we all could show. sit here for a whole episode just talking about bojack itself and just gushing about how great it is and how we, we didn't even so talk well about uh, uh diane or mr peanut butter like no we didn't talk about those characters yet and it's right. diane is a is such a great character too yeah. and, and mm-hmm. like diane's fantastic bojack is great princess carolyn i i love princess carolyn i love amy yeah. Sedaris. Um, every, Todd. everyone everyone is like yep. dealing everyone has their own Stuff. problems that they're dealing yeah. with they have their own mm-hmm. storylines and they like they all matter and you care about all of them you know there are so many shows um where they'll have like you know the b or the c storyline or this character storyline come to the forefront in a certain episode and you're just like you check out and you're like i don't care right. about character x y or z like that doesn't matter to me what Big they're problem doing for a lot of shows it mm-hmm. is it really it's just, just to fill up your time you like you genuinely care about 
all of these characters' well-being. Like yeah. even Bojack. Like Bojack's a fucking asshole. Like he sucks. Oh yeah. He's but yeah. like you, you like you, you care for him. Like you root for me. Like God, you wake up, you bastard. Like <laughs> you can change. It's never too late. And like yeah. And then you, you like you just root for Princess Carolyn because she tries so hard, and you're just like, man, I just want Princess, Princess Carolyn to be happy. Yeah. Like, find be just find what you're looking for. Like, she deserves everything. Like, find it. You know. It mm. should be said that if you're watching the first season of this show, this layer of depth is not there. But that's why. So when you watch second and third season, and it builds on all that, just, right. yeah, that that's why because you had to lay that foundation. Which again, a show like Family Guy, any network show, or a show that's really meant for just laughs doesn't have that opportunity because it's exactly. about getting people, you know, when, when these networks are choosing new shows to, to throw on, they want people to be familiar. They're doing it for ad revenue. You know, Netflix at yeah. this point, they want to just keep you watching. So they're going to want to engage on a much deeper level. And yeah. uh, I, I think that, that Bo, the other seasons in Bojack, the first season characters are a little bit wackier. They're a little bit more stereotyped. Yeah. Uh-huh. It was a little bit more um, like top heavy. I would yeah. say it was a, it was a lot more Todd heavy and more caperous, yeah, caper-esque. and like it, it did it try to draw you in with a lot of the humor, and then um, of course as the the show kind of moved on, I believe maybe the last two or three seasons it got very dramatic. But um, you know, yeah, I think that that we just sang its praises, and of course, um, you listener, um, if you haven't watched it yet, I mean, it won our region, so definitely go back and listen, mm-hmm. or not go back and listen, go back and watch um, that show on Netflix. It's very good. Um, it's definitely one of the reasons why, um, you know, we pay for Netflix. And mm-hmm. also, um, you know, definitely going to go back and check out um, our previous first round episode where we discuss all 16 cartoons in the cartoons region. It was a ton of fun. And of course, definitely keep, keep your eyes out for the next regions, which of course are reality dramas and sitcoms and um you know we got a huge fan response from having uh john on maybe we <laughs> could uh do this again in these dark times of quarantining yeah, and know. social distancing and things like yeah. that. yeah but um guys bojack horseman is making it to the final four I'm very curious to see um who will be joining that and um yeah we'll, we'll see who wins the overall rated pod march madness so um do you guys have anything else that you want to wrap up any um big snubs do you think any any shows that you wish performs better or just anything in general that you wanted to um say to our listening audience i think i'll let you take it should have gotten a better shot a really bad first round you guys who listened to the last episode, you know, definitely heard me go. But it's, I would say being a being an animation fan is to um, give the medium a chance. There's a lot mm-hmm. of, uh, a lot of people just like to either say, oh, it's for babies or it's for adults. And then even then there's still the stigma that it's animated. So I probably won't even like it all that much. Like that, there's mm-hmm. a stigma behind animation. Right. But I would say just kind of throw those away. I think... We're, we're smart enough as an audience to look at a movie like, perfect example, um, coming out uh, in June, Pixar is doing a movie called Soul, um, mm-hmm. about a musician who dies and has to find his long lost soul. That's a movie that's worth your time, as opposed to something like Trolls World Tour, which is <laughs> obvious to anyone who watches the trailer. Yeah. That, you yeah. know, that's obviously it's meant for babies. very young children. Yeah. You know, so, so like, Leave, you could leave those movies where they are. You know, just because you were forced to watch Frozen 2 doesn't mean now that every Disney anime movie is going to be the mm-hmm. exact same as that. Um, that's right, what yeah. animation is. And right. I would say the same thing for TV shows. Um, there's probably a mm-hmm. lot of shows. I know a lot of anime shows, actually, 
um, we didn't get to talk about here on on uh, the yeah. pod. But I know, I know, I know originally we're big fans. I know originally I had uh, mentioned in our in our rundown. I believe I threw in Death Note because it is on uh, Netflix. Um, some mm-hmm. some very really good stories. I know that Rick and I have decided as a show we're not going to dabble that much into anime, mainly because like we were talking about Rick and Morty, the anime fan base is a fucking <laughs> mess, and we don't want to deal with any yeah. of that. It, it we'll is rabid. A, a, they, a different podcast can take care of that. <laughs> but but yeah. I will say that one snub um, from this, and of course it's because of the the decade restraint that we had is um, I am a huge fan of Dragon Ball Z, always mm-hmm. have been growing up, um, and also like the, mm-hmm. the, newest, the newest seasons, um, I'm forgetting, it might have been Dragon Ball Super, uh, I don't remember. I think so. That was yeah. awesome, uh, honestly, like um, that just, I believe, wrapped up with uh, Tournament of Universes, that was really cool. Um, I actually they, just watched that, very good. Dude, love <laughs> it. Uh, yeah. Great, great yeah. show. Also, Avatar The Last Airbender, and then also Avatar yeah. um, Legend of Korra, Literally two of the best shows I've ever seen. Uh, maybe not Legend of Korra so much, but Avatar: The Last Airbender is literally a, a show that I would kind of like. Justin, our our friend who watches Lost on repeat almost all the time, um, I could do that with Avatar: The Last Airbender. I think it's one of the best shows I've ever seen. But of course, that ran its entirety before 2010. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, yeah I, I think that BoJack is a very deserved winner, and it was a great time discussing a great medium with. Uh, a very well-fit guest, a guy that loves the <laughs> Thank medium you. and also dabbles a little bit in um, creating uh, on yourself. I know that, uh, John, the, vo- the voice talent is insane. <laughs> um, I know that Doc and Clunk, I was a huge fan of. Uh, <laughs> Thank so you. you. Wanna, do you want to shout out um, you know, some of your works? And is there anything yeah. you're working on now? This is cool. So I, I am working on so, – so those characters, I, I, you know, they're characters of mine, a scientist and a sidekick. You know, um, I, I put out some content on them. I actually have some re- – recordings i've made i've just been waiting to see what to do with them um but i do have stuff that's ready and i'm actually writing a a book as as the doctor character so um i've been working on that during our quarantine and and for me personally you can find me on instagram at johnny della luna um i do want to increase my my voiceover output i do you know i do impressions but for me more important is to embody characters you know there's it's funny because part of a knock on family guy which i didn't get to talk about was that everyone i know i did peter griffin here um Mm -hmm. but like everyone thinks that they could just do those characters and just say ah sweet and like that you know now they're peter yeah and sometimes that takes away from a show um Mm -hmm. because there are a lot of voiceover people out there put stuff online and impressions it's it's a little too simple yeah, it's just weak. Yeah. Like, like anyone could go, what's up, Doc? Like anyone could say that, but it's, you know. Yeah. And, <laughs> but and but it's another thing for, just now. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's another thing to go, uh, alas, poor Yorick, I knew him well. You know, to say a Shakespeare quote. Yeah. Funny. So that's just my pet peeve with it. And that's, it tied into why I didn't want to give Family Guy too, too much. It's just right. It. But you can find me online, Johnny Luna on Instagram. And uh, I'll be putting some more work out there. There he is. Now, let me ask the star of the show, Rick, do you have anything to add in, in closing? No, nah, not much. I think just John, John was saying, uh, like, you know, maybe the first season of BoJack Horseman isn't the best, but I think it takes a little time for it to figure itself out. And uh, it takes a little time, I think, also for the viewer to kind of get used to the show a little bit. Mm-hmm. I mentioned in a previous podcast uh, um, before I had watched the entire series, I watched the first like two or three episodes and I actually wasn't really into it. So I stopped watching it after the first mm-hmm. two or three episodes. And then Dean just recommended it uh, so much that I went back and I, and I watched the, the series in its entirety and it's one of the best decisions I've ever made. It's, it is fantastic. <laughs> um, you know, I, we all probably have some 
shows we wish we wish made it farther in the in the bracket but i think we're all really happy with who won i think um i don't think we would change really who the the winner was so in the end we're all happy with what happened okay. there really wasn't much arguing down the stretch and i thought there would be more but i guess it's a good thing and i i think um it's going to be fun to see who uh, bojack horseman goes up against in the final four and who wins the other brackets because he's going to be, be awesome. a tough out but i think uh i think the other the other three who make the final four are going to be tough outs as well amen and of course um you know we're going to be hashing it out kind of similar to this um if you have any feedback on the episode structure the march madness stuff i will be um posting the the whole bracket on twitter um so that you guys can kind of peruse it maybe fill out at home and listen yeah. to uh the next round as well and um also, we're going to be going through this with uh, a various guests. You might be hearing John again. I know that uh, Matt is being sorely asked for by our, our clamoring audience. Uh, we may have some familiar voices from the Oscar episode as well. And Zach, who is a big reality TV fan. And also, um, we've been hearing a lot from the ladies that want to um, chime in and give a And actually, Rick, very hotly uh, debated something that we said on these airwaves about friends was not adequately defended. And um, I, I believe we have a very special woman in my life that wants to come on and defend that. So maybe we could have, hold a court with my girlfriend. You know, Lexi. It's always the women. <laughs> what did they know? <laughs> and, and of course, we, we, we are a, um, we don't see gender, uh, you know, as a, as a podcast. So it's definitely going to be good to hear some, yes. some different voices yeah. than the, the, the sultry, beautiful baritone sounds of uh, Rick and I. So, John, of course, thank you again. And, Rick, don't you have a couple of words for the people? Me. I do have a couple of words for the people. Uh, guys, we hope you enjoyed the cartoon bracket. Uh, come back for the next three brackets and the eventual final. But hang with your bros. Love your hoes. And as always, guys, watch those shows. 